Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, Mitch, uh, the run home. We've covered all sorts of topics since you've been filling in for Beeve. And today we get to talk American sports. And there is no better guy to speak about American sports than Mike Gill. He's the host of the Sports Bash on ESPN. Go and look it up online and you can follow Mike Gill on Twitter as well. He talks all things Philadelphia sport, the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, plus so much more. And we're very lucky to have him on the program just six days out from Super Bowl. Mike, how are you feeling? What what are the weeks or the one week leading up to Super Bowl actually like? Oh man, it is a crazy time. The two week waiting period, it really adds to it. You know, uh, that extra week where it's like, all right, I just want to play the game. You kind of get paralysis by analysis, uh, especially, you know, when your team is in it, you know, we cover the Eagles, we're the Eagles station and, uh, you know, everybody's kind of ready for this thing to go. But as I'm sitting here watching uh, the opening night interviews and everything, it kind of hits you that, you know, hey, there's only two teams left standing. Yeah, there is. You're right. Uh, the two teams left standing, obviously, the Chiefs and your Eagles, mate. Um, during the regular season, uh, 42 to 30, on the wrong side of it, mate. Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. Uh, look, there's been no doubt that the Eagles are scoring points. They're, they've been phenomenal, putting 31 points against the th- 49ers last week. But how are you going to shut down Mahomes, mate? Well, I'll tell you this. The Eagles, um, their defense has been the number one team against the pass. What they're really good at is they had a historic season in sacking the quarterback. So uh, I think they can try to get to Mahomes with four uh, with four pressure and then, you know, drop back in coverage. They've been the number one team against the pass all year. So that's going to be a pretty interesting storyline. Can the Eagles get to Patrick Mahomes? Last week, the Bengals could not do it. Now, in that game, they only scored 23 points in that game. So it's not like they were going up and down the field. I think the Eagles defense is probably a little bit better than the Bengals are. So if the Eagles right now, Hassan Reddick would be the guy for everybody to watch out there. So when you're watching this game, remember number seven, Hassan Reddick. He has been unbelievable. He was the uh, NFL Defensive Player of the Month for the month of December. He had two sacks in three straight games. He has two and a half sacks in these playoffs, and he could be a real difference maker. And to answer your question, how do they stop him? Hassan Reddick would be the answer. Hassan Reddick. Okay. Remember, Remember the, name. the name. That's it. Kirst, you've got it. You've got it. Oh, that was one of my questions for you. I mean, outside of Jalen Hurts, who are the biggest people to watch? Um, obviously, um, Hassan Reddick is one of them. Are we looking at likes of Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown as being the next biggest threats for the Eagles? Well, A.J. Brown, yeah, he, he would be their top receiving, but Devonta Smith has been a, a big target for them as well. So the two receivers, and then you got Dallas Goddard as the tight end. Uh, he's one of the better tight ends in the league, but he's kind of under the radar, especially in this game because Travis Kelsey is on the other side. But Miles Sanders, they've been using Kenny Gainwell. Uh, he's the third running back, but he's been being used a lot here uh, in these playoffs. He's got some extended play, but really – when you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, it's not the sexiest conversation. 
but their offensive line is the mm. best in the league, and that's why they're here. They have the best, what they would call, in the trenches here in the States. In the trenches, they are the best, and that is where they really separate themselves from a lot of these teams is they just absolutely wear you down with their offensive line. So offensively, that would be a big advantage, I think, for Philadelphia is they use their offensive line to run the ball. San Francisco couldn't stop them two weeks ago. I think Kansas City is going to have a tough time at it as well. Mike, you mentioned the fact that you are the station for the Eagles, so you must know these players inside and out and getting them on your show all the time, of course. Are there players that you want to do well in the final, ones with those incredible backstories that that you could put your finger on? Well, there's some really cool stories. Number one, Jason Kelsey, uh, his brother, Travis Kelsey, plays for Kansas City. Jason plays for the Eagles, and this is possibly his last game ever. Uh, He is 35 years old. He's hinted at retiring the last couple of years. He's an uberly popular player here. The last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he was on that team. So we could be possibly looking at his last game ever. So that's a pretty cool story. Then there's Jordan Mailata, uh, the Australian rugby player who – we never him. played organized, right? He never played organized football ever. Uh, they found him. They brought him to the States and taught him how to play. And he's now uh, the starting left tackle in the Super Bowl. What a story, right? Coming from Australia to be the starting left tackle uh, for the Eagles. So that's an unbelievable story. And then on the defensive side of the ball, just to kind of throw it, they have a ton of free agents. So this could be a bunch of players playing their last game uh, for the Eagles, but one would be Brandon Graham. He has the biggest play in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. He had that strip sack against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl uh, five years ago uh, where he stripped Tom Brady. The Eagles recovered it, and they won that game 41-33. to This could be his last game as a Philadelphia Eagle as well. He is also a free agent at the end of the year. Geez, that's huge. Um, a lot of things to play for. Um, I guess my question to you, mate, um, you've been watching the games very, very closely. Jalen Hurts, uh, how fit is he? The last three or four games, he's really avoided going into contact with that shoulder injury. Are we expecting him to run the ball a bit more this week? Yeah, in fact, I was literally watching him right before you guys uh, had me on here, and he said he's good to go and he's going to let it all out there. I mean, he injured that shoulder back on December 18th. So we're looking at over, you know, about two months that he has been uh, past that injury. I think he's, you know, you're going to see everything from Jalen. He threw the ball well last week, but he seemed a little off. Um, But the run game has been a little bit different for him. He did have a series in the 49er game where he ran the ball pretty exclusively for one series and ended up scoring a touchdown. So I think you'll end up seeing Jalen uh, be a big factor in this game with his legs uh, because Kansas City, you know, I think they're I don't think they're going to try to blitz him all that much. I think they're going to, you know, try to sit back um, and try to get pressure with four. That's kind of what they like to do. But I definitely think Jalen Hurts will, uh, you know, ha- have a big game because we haven't seen him run all that much. So this could be one of those games where he finally feels comfortable and starts taking off. Well, I'm excited for you, mate, because um, when he when he runs the ball, he's so dynamic, right? He, um, it's just another threat, another string to the bow for the Eagles. Uh, look, I know you cover a lot of the commentary, uh, uh, the commentary of the games. I see CBS has the Super Bowl next year, not this year, but next year. Tony Romo, I know you're probably sick of talking about him, but he's in the news all the time. Um, when he came into the game, the commentary game, I thought he was outstanding. Uh, what's happened, mate? Why is everyone up in arms with Tony Romo? 
It's a great question. It's been a big topic over here because Romo did. He kind of set the standard. He got paid $20 million a year, and that kind of set this whole uh, domino effect of all these broadcasters changing stations and getting big dollars. And a lot of people wonder, did the money kind of you know hold him back? Does he not prepare all that much? Uh, does he not watch the film? Some people have suggested – you know, hey, he's been out of the league for seven years now. Has the game changed on him so much? Uh, when he used to be really good at was he'd see the play and kind of call it out. Hey, watch here, Jim. They're going to do it to the left. Well, teams have kind of changed their offenses. Is he not studying the film? Is he not kind of looking, uh, you know, doing the preparation that, you know, you need to do to get prepared? You know, these broadcasters, they sit and watch a lot of film. They look for tendencies. They look for trends. And that has been a big topic of conversation uh, for Romo and what happens with him because he does have a long-term deal with CBS. So he, they're kind of stuck into a very odd spot moving forward if he doesn't continue to progress. Uh, in fact, there's been some reports that uh, the the CBS um, executives have met with him and, and let them know him know that they're not happy with his performance. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on where that goes. Well, it's one of the things New Zealanders love talking about is the refs when we watch rugby here. So I imagine it's just the same in the States. So we'll watch that with interest, mate. Um, look, I just want to touch on the 76ers. Um, you talked about is is Romo doing the process or following the process, organizing himself, understanding the game, how it's changed? We've always been told with the 76ers trust the process. Is the process <laughs> starting to come together with Joel Embiid since he's been drafted? Is this the best side that he's had since he's been with the 76ers? This is probably the best Sixers team since Joel has been drafted. This team here is probably their best shot. They had the team with Jimmy Butler a couple of years ago, but that team wasn't very deep. They had a very good starting five, but when they went to the bench is when they got into some problems. This is probably their best shot. Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level again. Uh, James Harden probably should have been an all-star. He's having a really good year. Tobias Harris is a very good third piece. Maxi is a very young, uh, energetic player. So this is the best Sixers team. The problem is they still have a couple of holes, and Boston's probably better than them. Milwaukee's probably better than them. Now, Brooklyn just made that huge trade where Kyrie Irving went to uh, Dallas the other day. I think that kind of stepped uh, Brooklyn back. So I think it's a three-team race with the Sixers, probably the third team in the Eastern Conference, but definitely good enough to get there. But Joel Embiid, I mean, he is a pleasure to watch. I don't know how much you guys get to see him over there, but when you if you get the opportunity to watch a seven foot two guy play basketball like a guard he, he is unbelievable Mike the Kyrie story's been massive over here as well is it a good move for the Mavs what will it do for them Oh, I think this is a bizarre move for the Mavs. I just don't understand what Mark Cuban's thinking and okay in this deal. I mean, Kyrie has let every single team down. Uh, he doesn't play any defense. Dallas's problem has been defense. Luka is not a great defensive player as well. You put those two guys together on the floor, I just don't see where they get stops. I mean, they might be entertaining to watch on offense, but is Kyrie going to show up? He needs a contract. I mean, that's why he wanted out of Brooklyn. Uh, that Brooklyn thing has to be the biggest disappointment mm. in NBA. One of the biggest disappointments in NBA history. We never got to see that team ever together. Mm. It just ter totally turned into a circus over there. But I don't see how this Mavericks thing works out either. I just don't see them getting stops on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, 
will Kyrie, will Kyrie be committed to, to this team? He hasn't been committed to Cleveland. He wasn't committed to Boston. And he wasn't committed in Brooklyn. What makes us think he's going to be committed in Dallas? Yeah, you make that kind of trade thinking that like you've got him for half a year and hopefully he takes you to a finals. But like you say, defense may let them down on that side. Hey, mate, I know you follow the UFC as well. Um, what are you looking forward to the most? The rematch between Adesanya and Pereira in uh, April the 8th in Miami? Or, or are you excited about this uh, Conor, Conor McGregor versus Chandler <laughs> matchup that's going to hopefully take place in the, later in the year as well? Uh, I am over Conor McGregor. I am done with the McGregor <laughs> stuff. I, Adesanya is a guy I actually have called a fight of his in the past. I love watching him. He was a guy in CFFC, which is some of the fights that I have called. Um, I called those fights a couple of years ago, and Adesanya started off down there. I think he is one of the most entertaining guys to watch. So uh, that fight is definitely um, the, yeah, McGregor stuff. I am uh, past McGregor. I am done with watching McGregor. I, it's amazing to me if people are still interested in watching those fights there. But uh, I, I definitely would be more intrigued by Adesanya and, and watching. You know, the, the rest of this year too. I mean, that weight class. If he wins that fight, I mean, what happens next for him? I think uh, would be will, will be really cool um, as we start the 2023 year off. So uh, definitely an Adesanya f- uh, fan over watching what's going on with McGregor. That whole thing with McGregor, the, the the fight that he's setting up with the guy who's from the show, I mean, I don't know who's going to watch that, but they'll get people to watch it, I'm sure. <laughs> they will, mate, and we love to hear that you're all all for the Adesanya fight being Kiwis down here, mate. Hey, um, I know another city that's got a bit of personality like, well, I won't say like Conor McGregor, but Philly, have they started greasing the lamppost yet? <laughs> They've been greasing them a lot here recently. I mean, the Phillies are in the World Series, and then the Eagles are back uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, the grease didn't seem to work. Uh, there were people up the poles. In fact, a bunch of people got up on top of the bus stop here. The roof of the bus stop fell in. And, hey, listen, when Philadelphia wins, it's a great place to celebrate. <laughs> the fans there are so passionate. They make news a lot for some of the things that they do. But, man, it is just a place that loves their sports teams. And having the Eagles back in the Super Bowl, it's a pretty cool time to be in Philadelphia. Well, you're very lucky, Mike. And we're very lucky to have had you on. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on all things American sport with us. Ah, absolutely. Anytime. Enjoyed it. And Hassan Reddick, we've got his name written down in lights. We'll be watching. <laughs> you, by the way, Reddick is a Temple uh, alum too, so he's a Philly. He went to high school in Camden, New Jersey, which is right across the river. He went to college at Temple, and now he's back at Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. There's another cool story. Very good. Well, we have to be Phillies fans now, don't we? And with Jordan Mailata especially, thank you so much for your time, Mike, and enjoy it. Enjoy awesome. Super Bowl next week. All right. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it.